0: This is the Spapreneur Podcast, episode 145. Today's episode is brought to you by Demented Ramona. (laughs) To be fair, she has very tiny humans and they're around a lot. You can't listen to Uh, our show. Hello. So I've not been listening to things because even if I listen, I probably won't remember. (laughs) There is nothing relaxing about owning a day spa. Serious spa owners know that being in the spa business isn't for the week, And the lesson in this was I didn't follow my own advice. This is the Spopreneur podcast with Ramona Rice and Lynn Graves. She is the main owner of the company. I am the COO. I get to be emotional. Right. I don't. Hey there, Spapreneurs. It is me, Ramona Rice, the CEO and founder of Spapreneur here with another solo episode. I know. Where's my co-host? Well... Couple things, you know. Sessie is enjoying retirement, so she comes on the podcast when she wants, shares the wisdom she feels is important, and then gets the heck out of here. So you are riding with me solo today, spapreneurs. And I gotta be really honest with you. I know that I can always be real with you because that's what you expect here at Spapreneur. Is you know we don't sugarcoat it. I don't make running a day spa like you know the tagline says. You know, <laughs> don't let the day spa run you. And I didn't want to record this episode. I had a different topic planned and I'll, I'll eventually do that topic. But, you know, I've recorded um, I batch record. So I recorded two amazing episodes already today and I'm just feeling kind of uh, and it's rainy and it's cold. My legs hurt from doing an incredibly tough workout. And I'm just like, I just want to you know, I, I know I'm procrastinating. And that's what I want to talk about today is like how to overcome procrastination. Because for me, I was spending my um, afternoon watching YouTube videos, particularly Natalie Bennett and her uh, messy to uh, minimal, minimal um, series, which I do love and inspires me to get my place clean and organized. But is that really the best use of my time? And it wasn't. Not not right now. My best use of my time is being a leader here at DeStress Express. I have a lot of things I need to be doing. You know, we're working on a new website and we're about to change up our scheduling software. And oh, yeah, Valentine's is just a couple of days away. There's plenty for me to do. And yet here I am sitting in my office going, I'm just going to watch YouTube and eat peanut butter filled pretzels. Yeah, no, not good. And so I wanted to, I kind of inspired. I was like, all right, I need to get motivated. I need to get off my butt and I need, I need to do something. And so I decided to do this episode. So this is all about how to overcome procrastination. And you can apply these tips, whether you're procrastinating something in your personal life or your business life, because there are many times where I'm just like, I don't want to do it. So the first thing you have to do, at least these these are the steps I go through. This, this is what I kind of went through and said, okay, I have to ask myself, number one, why am I procrastinating? And there's a lot of reasons why people procrastinate. Typically for me, I'm avoiding something. I'm avoiding something I don't wanna do or that I'm I'm fearing of doing or I have dread of doing or maybe shame I have to face. So that's the first thing. It's easy to avoid. It's easy to and and sometimes we procrastinate in weird ways. All of a sudden I'll procrastinate and say, oh, I need to clean something rather than doing the actual thing I need to do. The other day I had to um, call a client who was inappropriate with one of our staff members to tell him he wasn't allowed in. And I didn't really want to do it. I don't like making those calls. They make me uncomfortable. And so I started cleaning up my desk and doing this and that, and I finally say, "No, Ramona, stop that! You have a responsibility to your staff, and you need to get this this handled." So, knowing why you're avoiding something is 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 a good thing to go. Why are you procrastinating? The other reason you could be procrastinating is that you've got really too much to do. You know, I've talked about this often that sometimes we as adults, when we have too many choices, like if you've ever gone to, like remember before COVID when we could go to buffets and you go to a buffet or a smorgasbord and there's like so much you want to eat. It, it's it's overwhelming. And yet you manage to go to the same things over and over again. You go for the same sushi rolls, you go for the same fried rice, you go for the same mashed potatoes or whatever it is, you know, or even at the grocery store, we go through the same things without trying anything new because we get overwhelmed. And that's why people get into ruts and routines and sometimes that's good. But having too many choices can be devastating to productivity. Because if I have too much on my plate, it's like, where do I start? How do I prioritize what needs to be done? And if you have too much going on in your head, it, it, it can be overwhelming. So having too much to do or having too many options can be devastating because it provides a lack of priorities. Um, the other thing is that you may be tired, You know, running a business is tough, especially the kind of businesses we're in. We're in a physically demanding business. Massaging is no joke. Even like waxing, you know, doing skincare, all that stuff, talking with people on the phone, dealing with stuff. It's exhausting. So ask yourself, are you tired? Do you need to take a break? You know, do you actually have a lunch break? Even 30 minutes of just getting out, getting some fresh air, standing up, stretching can really help drinking some water. You know, it may be that you've been working on a task for a long time, like right now I'm doing a complete website redo for DeStress Express, my, my day spa, and I have to take breaks from it because it's such a big task, so I have to do it in bite-sized pieces, otherwise I get overwhelmed and it starts looking like a like, jumble of numbers. And, and the other thing is that sometimes I need to eat a healthy snack. You know, if I've started my day with junk food or with nothing nutritious, you know, it's hard to focus on your brain. Your brain, you know, absorbs that sugar and absorbs that salt and fat. And you have to ask yourself, are you giving yourself brain food? So make sure that, you know, when you've got like heavy mental assignments particularly or, you know, like before I work out, I don't eat peanut butter. I have discovered that if I eat peanut butter before I work out, it, I'm not going to describe it because I don't want to be gross, but I can taste it. I'll just say it like that. And it just, it throws me off. So I can't do it. So, you know, I need to make sure that I prepare my body for doing the work I need to do and not procrastinate. The other thing you need to ask yourself is, are you procrastinating so much? Are you depressed? Again, we've had a very, very stressful year. It's coming up on a year now of, you know, dealing with the pandemic. Uh, By the time this episode comes out, it may be over a year since life was ever what we call normal. And It's been depressing. It's been hard. And, you know, you may need to, and I've talked about this many times on the podcast, I personally go to therapy. Every two weeks, I see a therapist. I also take Lexapro 20 milligrams of it every day because of an anxiety disorder. Um, I used to be really ashamed of this. And the anxiety disorder would cause me to procrastinate a lot of things and not make decisions. Now I get the help I need. And I realized that, you know, it's okay for me to make choices and it's okay for me to say, I'm not going to make a choice right now. You know, I'm able to healthily say that. So if you're depressed or sad, you know, or you're dealing with something, lack of motivation is, is a real thing as far as a sign of a depression. So don't be afraid to reach out, get the help you need, get the support you need. You're not alone. I really need you to know that you're not alone. The other thing is, you know, this is, this is a really good one. What if you hate the thing you have to do? I got to tell you, I hate cleaning out my fridge. I hate it, hate it, hate it. I, moldy food is the one thing I'm like, oh, it just grosses me out. Um, and I procrastinate as long as possible. And of course, the food's getting grosser. So, you know, I now know I need to do it weekly in order to make sure I don't get anything super gross. You know, also to make sure I'm actually eating the stuff that they were buying. So if it's the task that you hate, ask yourself, number one, can I outsource this task? Like, for example, um, a lot of the stuff I don't want to do, I hired Kristen to do for me seriously, that that's what you have to do. When you get successful enough, you can hire people to do it. Like, I don't want to clean my day spot ever. I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. So instead, I outsource that because I have other things I can do. Um, the other thing is, is that if it's a modality or service or product and you hate doing it, drop it from your menu or hire someone else to do it. If you are someone who loves to do pain management and loves to do like neuromuscular I doubt very much that you also like to do relaxation massage. Now, some of you may like both and that's fine. But a lot of you like to specialize in one thing. You know, I have an est- I've got an esthetician, a spotpreneur. She doesn't like to deal with acne skin. She only wants to deal with age management. So she only deals with age management. She um, outcalls everything else. She refers them down the street to another esthetician who specializes in um, acne skin. So it's okay for you to drop things from your menu or drop options or just say, I don't want to do it anymore. I loved, um, speaking of Natalie Bennett, her... Um, our, um YouTube um, channel is great. I'll link it to you, especially those of you who have little kids. And one thing she says is like, she doesn't fold her kids clothes. She has, you know, pre-K boys, kindergarten boys, and like a four-year-old daughter. And it's like, that makes total sense to me. I remember my little ones were, well, my big ones now were little, you know, folding their clothes is a nightmare. They just get wrinkled anyway. So you might as well just toss them in the bed. I was like, so brilliant. So go ahead and drop the stuff you hate. And finally, if it's something you can't drop, like example, me, the CEO, having to call the inappropriate client and say, you can't come anymore. I just had to eat that frog. Brian Tracy writes an amazing book called Eat That Frog. And it's all about how to avoid procrastination. But the best, best, best tip in that entire book is the the task you don't want to do. Get it done right away. It's why, for example, I have to get blood work every three months for my thyroid issue. I always make sure to schedule that appointment the first thing in the morning. That way I get it done, get it out of the way and move on with my life because getting blood drawn is never fun. So, you know, eat that frog, schedule this stuff you don't want to do right in the middle of the day. You have to have a tough conversation with one of your staff members. Have it first thing in the morning. Get it done. Don't dread it. Finally, one of the reasons why you're procrastinating is you're afraid. And there's a lot of layers to this being fearful. One is, and I have dealt with this myself, is the fear of success. That if you actually do the things you're supposed to do, you will be wildly successful. And internally, mentally, like in your brain, you're going, yeah, that makes total sense. But that heart chakra and that throat chakra, for some of you, probably closed up and you're probably going, oh. And the reason for that is there's a lot of guilt when we're successful. One is because our peers aren't successful, our friends aren't successful, our family members aren't successful. Or we tell ourselves inside our brain, we're not allowed to be successful because of different lies and things we've told ourselves that we believe about our truth. That's internal work again therapy. Um, the wonderful Denise Dunfield Thomas um, has some great books about this kind of mindset issue that I highly recommend. But it's really something to know. Why are you procrastinating? Is it something you're afraid of? And if you're afraid of finishing the task because it's going to make you successful, that's a real thing. and You now need to deal with this. Or also too, again, you may be afraid of facing someone. Again, I had to face a pervert this week and it's not fun and I handled it and I'm glad I did, but it's not fun. Or if you have to fire someone, or if you have to call that client and say, I'm going to charge you. These are uncomfortable conversations, but they need to happen in order for you to be successful. You can't be afraid of them. They are uncomfortable. And sometimes we can't outsource it. Sometimes we got to put on our big girl, big boy or our big person pants. I'm trying to cover all my genders here and non-gender, bina- non-binary folks. I'm trying to cover everybody, but you got to put our britches on and just get it done. So yeah. So now that we know why we're procrastinating, we need to figure out what we can do to win it. The first thing is a good routine. Now, sometimes routines become monotonous and not, um, good for you. So you need to make sure your routine, what you're going through every day is really maximizing your level of success, making sure that you're optimizing. One thing that I've been doing lately is a workday startup ritual. And I got this idea from Michael Hyatt. Michael Hyatt is a productivity expert. He's written several books. Um, I actually use this full focus planner myself, my children, and my husband use it as well. And it really helps identify goals and the things we want to accomplish in life and how to break them down. And one of the things he talks about is having a pre-work ritual. When the first thing you get into work, I don't want you necessarily to jump into client work. I don't want you necessarily jump into like the emails. I spend about 15 minutes. I'll plan out my day, write up what I need to do. I actually write a love letter to my husband. That's part of my workday ritual. Um, you know, and I make sure that I know my focus. One thing that I've been adding to my workday ritual is every, um, I have a planner that has, um, I'm actually looking at it right now has the day of the week and my to-do list, but the other side is notes. And I always write down my big weekly three. That's three things that I want to accomplish this week. And I make sure to write that on there so I don't forget about it. So that I can prioritize the actions that are going to do it. For example, this is the third podcast I'm recording today. And I put on my big weekly three, record three podcasts. This is the third one I'll be able to mark it off. Yay me. I'm amazing. I'm I'm so proud of myself now for doing this. And that's what I mean. Routines help. So my routine of having a workday ritual where I write down my big three helps remind me what I'm focusing on. Things like, again, for some people, like a routine I do before my community calls is I dance it out. A la Meredith and Meredith Gray and Christina Yang, my Gray's Anatomy folks. I put on my Spapreneur Power Playlist and I rock my body. I get energetic because I want to make sure I'm giving everything to my spapreneurs. And so that's the routine. Maybe your routine is you like to pray before your workday or you want to meditate or you want to journal or you want to clear out and make inbox zero. Whatever it is, have a routine to get you in the mindset of your workday, particularly those days you don't have clients. I think it's really, really important. The, The next thing I want you to do to be more productive is put on real clothes and real shoes. So there are times where, again, I work from home, like on my office stuff. I'm not necessarily always in my office, but on those days I'm working from home, if I'm staying in my pajamas, I don't get anything done. Seriously. There are those days where I stay in my jam jams with my kids and I'm like, it's going to be a lazy day. Let's watch Lord of the Rings for the thousandth time. Fantastic. Those days are awesome and well-earned, but you can't do that every day. So I do try to wake up on the days where I'm not working out in the middle of the day. Again, I do my workouts on um, Wednesday and Fridays in the middle of the day. So those days I don't wear what I call work clothes and I don't wear makeup. The other work days, I always make sure to put on some makeup, just a little bit here and there, but it makes me feel ready for the day. I make sure to put on real clothes, real jewelry, you know, looking like if I had to talk to a client, I would be comfortable enough to do that. It puts me in the mind frame, even if I'm working from home it's it's really important to put on there. I actually got this um rule from a lady uh, it's called the fly lady. You go to flylady.net and it's all about keeping your house clean. And she has this whole idea of like you keep your sink clean or whatever and I don't know, and zone cleaning and this home blessing. It's it's a lot. And I'm like whatever. But the one tip I got from her was like put on real shoes. It's amazing what you do when you're not wearing house slippers. So put on real shoes, put on real clothes. Even if you're real clothes, like today, I'm wearing a tunic and leggings. You know, some people would say that's not professional. But in our line of business, it's super professional and really comfortable. But I still feel presentable enough that if I were to talk to any clients or any potential massage therapists, I would be ready to go. So make sure you look the part. It does matter. Um, the Finally, you know, another thing is, you know, you, you do have to have a reward. For finishing. So, like, again, for me, the reward of finishing my three podcasts today is I get to cross off a big weekly three. That's a huge weekly three that I get to cross off and go, Yes, I did that. Yay, me. I'm awesome. You may tie it into, if I do all these tasks, I get to go out to a dinner or I get to enjoy a movie or a glass of wine, whatever it is, a bubble bath, you know, or again, just that satisfaction of being able to cross something off your list. It's amazing. The other thing is that, you know, with also having a reward is identify the win for finishing. This is slightly different. So the win for finishing is really that motivation of why, I'm doing this. So, for example, I do podcasts because one, I want to make sure that I'm reaching out to you. I want to make sure I'm supporting you in your entrepreneurial journeys as spapreneurs. But also, I use it to meet new spapreneurs to see if they're the right fit for any of my coaching programs. And so, if I'm not producing podcasts, I don't get that benefit of meeting you. I don't get that benefit of connecting with you. I don't get that benefit of knowing that I'm imparting all the wisdom I've had since 1996 of being in this business. So I miss out on that. That's a huge, giant win for me. And so sometimes before I record a podcast or do any of the things I need to do or deal with one of my my staff members, I have to remind myself why. And knowing that why and knowing why it's so important is critical for success. So understanding the difference between getting a reward like today, my reward is going to be, I'm going to go home and continue to binge watch Dr. Who with my husband. We are in the David Tennant seasons for those of you who villains or whatever you are called. I'm kind of enjoying it. Um, But the reward is different than the win. The win is knowing that I'm connecting with you right now who's listening to me. And knowing that you and I are bonded, that we're friends, that you trust me enough to put me in your your holes. And I really appreciate that. Finally, the last thing about procrastination, and this is probably the most important one out of anything I've talked about today. I want you, when you hear this, when it's safe for you, if you're driving, wait till you're safe. But I want you to write this down. Perfect is a lie. I'm going to say it again. Perfect is a lie. You can write perfection if you want to, but perfect is a lie. I have decided in 2021, every year I do a new list, you know, whatever the year end date is and and the year this year is 21 things for 2021. And the last thing I put on there, I think is the actual most important one. I am desperately trying to give up the word perfect, utilizing it, using it um, because it's a lie, because there's no such thing as perfect. It's a lie. And perfectionism causes the most procrastinationism because sometimes we get so involved that, you know, perfect gets in the way of done. I'll, I'll give you an example. So we put together for Valentine's Day these great to-go boxes. And my office manager took the lead on this. This was her idea, her baby. But she was kind of procrastinating a little bit because she was worried. She wanted them to be perfect. And so Lynn and I had to finally say, just get it done. It's not going to be perfect. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. The only time anything's perfect is maybe the perfect game in baseball. That's legitimately the only time. Maybe if you shoot 18 on a golf course. That's the only time I can think of perfect. I cannot think of anything I have done absolutely a thousand percent perfectly in my life. In my life, there are always mistakes. There are always things we could do better. So instead of me worrying about those things and not getting anything done, I'm going to make sure that I'm doing the best I can do. So instead of perfect being what we want, we want to offer the best we can do. Best is truth. Perfect is a lie. And need to know the difference because it can cause huge amounts of procrastination. Again, I was feeling unmotivated to do this podcast episode. I was like, I don't want to do another one, but I know I need to do another one because I promised myself that I would record three podcasts this week. And now I've done it. And is this a perfect podcast? No. No. I'm probably talking too fast. I'm probably talking too loud. Um, Maybe I've made some of you upset with some of my comments. You know, I, I can't even go on and on and on. I can't worry about that. Instead, I have to worry about okay, I want to be my best. And I'm my best when I'm behind this microphone talking to you, helping you through your business. I don't have to be perfect. I just want to be the best for you at this moment. If you are enjoying the show, make sure that you have subscribed. And if you don't mind, give a a like and a rate and review Um, rate and reviews are Are ways other spapreneurs can help discover our podcast, and it really helps the show out a lot. Again, if you want to connect with me, head over to spapreneur.com or visit me on Facebook. We have an amazing free Facebook community full of great spapreneurs, over a thousand strong, that are ready to help you with your success. And if you've got any specific questions for me, you can reach me at hello at spapreneur.com. As always, I love being a part of your success, and I can't wait to see how you grow. See you soon. Need more actionable steps to get your spa headed in the right direction? Head to Spapreneur.com, where we've got the tools, tricks, and methods to make your spa as successful as it can be. Spapreneur.com.